Hey, my name's Michaela, and I am obsessed with all things finance, numbers, and routines, and helping you navigate your own personal finance journey in your 20s and beyond. I'm a 20-something millennial working a regular old corporate job that brings you practical tips to save more money, build a solid financial foundation, and stay healthy and happy while doing it all. I teach you the tried and true strategies to building long-term sustainable wealth so you can live your best life without sacrificing the little things like coffee or that new pair of jeans. I like to keep things super real around here, so get ready to talk all things money, life, personal growth, routines, and all the fun and not-so-fun experiences that pop up in your 20s. Think of this as happy hour with your best girlfriend, except instead of talking about all the fluff, we're talking about the important stuff. This is Break Your Budget, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Break Your Budget, the podcast. My name is Michaela and I am your host. And today we are going to be talking about milestones to hit in your 20s, financial milestones. So let me clarify that. The reason being is because during this time of our lives, our 20s are a very transitional decade and it's an opportunity really to lay the foundation to your future life. A lot of people look at at your 20s as like a throwaway decade if that makes sense, like it's the time to take chances and make mistakes and kind of be an idiot and that's all good and great and I definitely agree that in your 20s you should be taking risks that you wouldn't normally take and taking chances and trying new things and changing career paths and getting new experiences and all of that kind of stuff. But it's also a really critical decade to really define the path that you're going to be on for the rest of your life, especially from a financial perspective, because these are the years where you have the opportunity to lay the foundation and really take advantage of time, which is one of the most important assets and one of the biggest differentiators when it comes to seriously building long-term sustainable wealth so that in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, you're not looking back at your 20s being like, damn, I wish I had started investing earlier or I wish I had bought that investment property, but I didn't have the money to do it. So it's so important to really look at your 20s as a period of foundation. And yes, it's a transitory period, but it really is such an important time to get ahead. And so many people don't recognize that um, because they don't realize how important it is or they don't know what markers to gauge in order to understand just how important your 20s are from a financial perspective. So today's episode is all about five different milestones, financial milestones to hit in your 20s. And they're not monetary milestones. They're not specific numbers or ages. They are actions that you need to take during the course of your 20s as you are beginning your own personal finance journey, whether it be once you graduate college or if you didn't go to college as you enter the more work-heavy years of your life. 
You're probably wondering if you're even on the right path to financial success or if you're doing enough or if what you're doing is right. And the purpose of this episode is to really give you some clarity and reinforce the steps that you do need to ensure you're taking in your 20s while you take chances and take risks and experience new things. So with that, let's get into the five different financial milestones to hit in your 20s that you can use as a measure of progress to ensure that you are really riding smoothly into your 30s and beyond. So the first milestone to hit is to start saving for retirement, okay? This is the most important thing to do in your 20s for a few reasons. It needs to be the highest priority because of what's called compound interest. So compound interest is an investing principle in a concept where the amount of money that you invest grows in the market and then ultimately as you're contributing more money and your your money is growing more, It's basically compounding on itself, okay? So let me walk you through an example here. So I have my trusty financial calculator right next to me, and I'm going to walk you through. If you were to invest $100 in one year and it earned 10%, at the end of that year, you would have $110. Say after year two, you invest another $100, And now you have $210 that then earns 10%. That puts you at $231 at the end of year two, but you've only invested $200. So you've earned 30 bucks basically. Then let's say the next year, year three, you invest another $100. So you're at $331 and you earn 10%. And that puts you at $364. So you just earned in one year, you earned an additional $33, which is how much you earned in the first two years. Okay, now let's say you invest another $100 in year four and then you earn 10%. Now you earned $510, you're at $510. So your earnings in interest in the market essentially doubled year over year after the second year. That's the value of compound interest because you can continue to invest the same amount of money, but the returns are gonna be so much higher year after year on your investments because that principal amount that you've invested is growing. And so if you earn 10% on $100, sure, it's $10. But if you earn 10% on $1,000, that's $100 more. So think about how it's growing. That's compound interest. I have a whole blog post about this, and I can link it in the show notes so that you can read it and get a better understanding. But this is why it's so unbelievably important to start saving for retirement early. Because retirement is the biggest expense of your life. And if you are not prioritizing that and investing your money through a retirement account, a tax advantage retirement account, 
you are not only leaving money on the table, but you literally won't be able to afford to retire. You will have to continue to work because you can't save your way to retirement. You have to be investing those dollars so that you can take advantage of time in the market and compound interest. So an example of this, when it comes to retirement, say you were to invest $300 a month for 45 years. So you start when you turn 20. You only need to be 18 years old to open up a IRA, an individual retirement account. So if you're listening to this and you are 18, gift yourself the gift of compound interest and open up a retirement account. If you are in your 20s and you don't have one, open one now. So if you were to invest $300 a month starting at age 20, and you plan to retire at age 65. That's 45 years in the market. Assuming that you make 10% per year, which is you know a pretty aggressive assumption, but we'll go with it, you would retire with $2.6 million, okay? That's insane. And that's only investing $300 a month. So let's say you get a... Um, match from your employer and you have a 401k and they match you a hundred percent. So you would only have to contribute $150 a month out of pocket to reach that $300 threshold. For context, I invest $300. I invest $325, I believe, into my 401k with my work every single paycheck. Okay. So it's really, really, really important to be contributing to your retirement because let's say that instead of starting at age 20, you start at age 30. Okay. And you're only in the market for 35 years versus 45 years, all the same assumptions. You're contributing $300 a month, but you start 10 years later. So instead of having $2.6 million, you'd only have $984,000, which Obviously, that's a lot of money. That's almost a million bucks. But those 10 years, you leave $1.6 million on the table because you waited. Okay, so investing in your 20s and specifically into your retirement account is of utmost importance. It is one of those goals that cannot be deprioritized. It needs to be high, high, high priority. So that is the first milestone to hit in your 20s. You really, this is an early 20s goal. So if you are not 25 yet, this needs to be high on your list. And if you are 25 and higher, this is like a complete non-negotiable thing that you need to do right now. And if you have any questions about it, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I am more than happy to answer questions and put you in the right direction for the resources that you need. The second financial milestone we will move on is to reach a positive net worth. So this is a challenging one, which I completely recognize as many, many, many people have hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt, and that is obviously a huge challenge. So take this one with a grain of salt. 
The reason why I say this is because reaching a positive net worth should definitely be a goal in your 20s. And even if you have a lot of debt, if you are strategic, you can make this happen both through paying off your debt, but also investing in the market. So your net worth is your total assets minus your total liabilities. So your assets include a retirement account. They include investments as well as just typical savings that you hold in a savings account. So if you are investing consistently and also simultaneously paying down your debt, it's definitely possible to start broaching that positive net worth even if you have you know a hundred thousand dollars in student loans if you think about it over the course of an entire decade so for context i have clients who have ninety thousand dollars in student loan debt and just through being very strategic about saving money value-based saving which is something that i teach in my one-on-one program master your money through implementing those saving strategies, through prioritizing investing in retirement accounts and learning more about investing in the stock market as a whole, in five months, I have a client who paid down over $10,000 of student loan debt and has started investing $1,000 into a retirement account that's going to continue to grow. So when you are strategic, when you're intentional and you put thought into minimizing your debt while also making your money work for you and growing your assets, reaching a positive net worth is not nearly as scary, especially when it's implemented year over year for the course of 10 years. This is the progress that this specific client made in five months, okay? So think about by being consistent with those practices over 10 years. I mean, she's 23, so over seven seven more years. Not only is she totally going to crush that student loan debt in a couple of years, but her money is going to be simultaneously growing in the market and really amplifying that progress, The reason why I say being or reaching a positive net worth by your 30s, while it may be aggressive, is because this really gives you a clean slate as you move into a new decade of your life to start really building long-term wealth. So say you pay off all of your debt, like your student loan debt, this would not include a mortgage because mortgages are and buying a home is a completely different ballgame. But say you eliminated all of your student loan debt, all of your consumer debt, so credit card debt by the time that you were 30 and you were paying like $500 a month into paying down your debt. That money can now be at age 30, which is still young, be completely redirected towards other things like investing in the stock market, saving for a down payment on a home, those bigger, more adult kinds of purchases and strategies for long-term wealth growth. So I really want you to hone in on not only calculating your net worth, which is very important, but two, really starting to eliminate that debt while also growing your wealth through investing in a retirement account, okay? Because debt is very important to pay down, but if you tunnel vision it and you don't also prioritize retirement and those kinds of goals, you again lose out on this very important time in your 20s to actually allow your money to grow significantly.
The next milestone, financial milestone to reach in your 20s is to pay off all of your consumer debt. So if you're unable to pay off all of your student loans in your 20s, but you still make significant progress and are able to save money, that's really awesome. The one thing that you cannot and should not be taking into your 30s is consumer debt, which is credit card debt. Credit card debt is your biggest enemy. It is the worst thing you could possibly have to deal with. You want to get rid of this as fast as possible because it will cripple you financially long-term. A, because on a credit card, the minimum payments required are very, very low. If you have a lot of student loans, those minimum monthly payments are going to be almost prohibitive. They're enormous, $1,000 a month or more. But credit card debt is sneaky because the minimum payments on credit cards are like 100, 200 bucks a month. But the catch is that the interest rates can be up to 27, 28%. So if you have $5,000 in credit card debt and you pay $200 a month and your balance is then $4,800, but you're earning 30% you're paying a 30% interest rate it it's insane that 40 it just an interest you're paying a thousand dollars a month so think about how how quickly that can totally get out of control it's so easy for it to get out of control and it for it to, for it to become one of those things that you cannot get out of and it will put you behind because if you're paying back in credit card credit card debt a thousand dollars a month whatever that a thousand dollars could be so much better spent investing in the stock market saving to purchase long-term assets like a home and also living your life so to avoid credit card debt don't buy anything on a credit card that you don't have the cash for to pay if you were to just swipe it on your debit card. There is so much value to using a credit card long-term in terms of building credit, earning cash back and different rewards, and I'm gonna record an entire episode about that coming very soon. But if you don't have the money to buy something in cash, then you should not ever, ever, ever put it on your credit card. So in your 20s, the goal is that if you do have consumer credit card debt, pay it off. And as you enter into your 30s, you need to establish good credit card skills, um, credit card manners, so that you are not incurring lasting consumer credit card debt. Pay off your credit card in full every single month. Build those habits now in your 20s and carry them into the rest of your life. But do not take credit card debt into your 30s if you have it. And if you don't have it, this is your warning. Don't incur it because it's the worst thing ever. Tying in to that milestone, the fourth financial milestone to reach in your 20s is to reach a 750 or higher credit score. So paying off your credit card debt is obviously going to help you boost your credit score. But if you reach a 750 credit score, you are officially in the excellent category in terms of your credit report. And this gives you some major advantages over the course of your lifetime in terms of interest rates on big loans. So if you ever want to, say, go back to school and you need to take out a loan for... Um, 
tuition or you want to buy a car and you need to take out a car loan or you want to buy a home and you need to take out a mortgage, if you have a high credit score, you will secure a lower interest rate on those loans. So this is really important because the difference between, say, a 3% mortgage rate and a 6 or 7% mortgage rate interest rates is the difference of like a hundred plus thousand dollars purely in interest that you would pay over the lifetime of your mortgage, which would likely be about 30 years. So having a high credit score can save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your life. Do not sleep on having a good credit score. I understand that credits, credit cards get a bad rap and it's understandable because you know some people have really terrible habits and buy things that they don't need with money that they don't have to impress people that they don't like. That's a big issue, which I get. But if you have good credit habits and you are responsible with your credit card, having a high credit score will save you hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest on big purchases. And it will also help you earn cash back in different rewards like travel rewards and that kind of thing, which will save you money in the short term. So don't sleep on having a good credit score. This is a high priority. And again, build the foundation in your 20s because your credit score is boosted when you have a long history of credit. So if you open up a credit card at age 20 and say maybe for a year or two, you know, you have some bad habits, you incur some debt, you pay it off by 25 and you really focus on paying your credit card on time in full every single month for five to 10 years, you will very easily reach reach like an 800 credit score. So having a long history of credit is really, really, really important and it will help you. So don't, don't underestimate the power of a high credit score um, and really focus on this in your 20s. And then the last financial milestone to reach in your 20s is to start building or at least thinking about building an investment portfolio outside of a retirement account. So retirement accounts are unique in that they are tax advantaged. So they give you some sort of tax benefit, whether you reap that benefit now or you reap it later, depending on the type of account that you open. But a lot of people think that the only way to invest is through a retirement account, and that's not true. But because of those tax benefits with a retirement account, you have limits on how much you can actually contribute and invest into one. Um, for an IRA, a traditional or a Roth, I believe it's like 6500 bucks, which really isn't very much money. Um, so you want to think about looking at taxable brokerage accounts once you've reached a position where you are maxing out your retirement account, you have either paid off all of your debt or you know you have a really good grip on it and you're comfortable making your debt payments every single month and you've established an emergency fund. This, those are three things that you need to do in your 20s that you know do require a bit of a lift and they do take time to really get into a good rhythm of doing all of those things. Your investments outside of a retirement account, I like to think of that as varsity. So investing in a retirement account, getting your emergency fund all squared away and getting your debt under control, that's JV. That's really important. You need to be building those skills and practicing those skills consistently over time in order to reach this varsity level of investing 
outside of those into a taxable brokerage account. Investing in the stock market is one of the best ways to keep your money working for you. So once you get to this point, you can think about opening up a brokerage account with a broker. So think like Fidelity, Vanguard, T. Rowe Price, um, all of those kinds of places and start investing. I personally love investing in index funds. I'm invested in a few of them, but this is something to really start considering and learning more about. I have five blog posts on my blog called The Beginner's Guide to Investing. I will link the first one um, in the show notes and you can click on that, read more about it, and follow through the series to learn a little bit more about investing. I invest with Stash. They have an excellent knowledge base where they teach you about different types of investments, how to invest, all of that kind of thing. So if you have questions about it, you can check out those resources. But starting to build an investment portfolio outside of your retirement account is super, super important for growing your longer-term wealth. So those are the five financial milestones to really ensure that you are reaching in your 20s. By doing these five things, you will get ahead and feel so financially secure in your 30s. You will be light years ahead most of your peers. And the earlier you hit the milestones, the more you'll reap the benefits because of that fabulous time that you have in your 20s. Don't sleep on how much time you have right now, okay? It's so important. I know it may feel like if you don't have your shit together and excuse my language in your 20s, then you know, you're behind in life and all of that kind of stuff. I feel it, I get it, I totally am right there with you. But if the rest of your life feels out of control and you feel like you're behind in life things, maybe like getting married or you see your friends having kids and other people are growing in their careers and doing all these things and starting a business and all that kind of stuff and it makes you feel lesser than or you don't feel like you really stack up the one thing that you have control over is how you approach your finances and what you do with your finances to get ahead remember everybody is on a different timeline when it comes to getting married or growing their career or starting a family or buying a house or doing all of those things and everybody makes different incomes at certain periods of their lives and that is beyond your control. But what you do have control over is how much money you're taking in and what you're doing with that money. So keep that in mind that just because other people may be doing more than you are at this point, that doesn't mean it won't taper off later. And what you can do right now will set you up to have your moment in the future. So remember that. And if you have been struggling to identify what to focus on when it comes to your finances beyond like a budget. Say you have a budget in place that works for you right now and whatever. Focus on these milestones to really start building wealth and focus on retirement first, but really think about how you can incorporate hitting these milestones into your budget. And that's likely going to include prioritizing your savings goals, clearly defining your financial goals that you want to have and thinking about how you are going to reach them. So that brings me to the end of this episode. I do want to remind you guys that I have two programs that are available 
for learning how to implement these things into your life and build out a plan and a system to help you really build the foundation and start building long-term wealth. The first is my planning toolkit and it will help you put together a plan for the upcoming year and beyond. And the second is Master Your Money, which is my signature one-on-one financial coaching program. So if you are interested in either of those, feel free to send me a DM. I will link the planning toolkit um, in the show notes because it is a lower ticket passive course. So you can enter it anytime and, you know, get going. But Master Your Money, the next round is going to be coming in January of 2021. This episode is going up in December of 2020. So Master Your Money is coming soon. And if you are interested in learning more about that, just send me a DM. I'll link my Instagram in the show notes as well. So with that, I will catch you guys in the next episode, and I hope that this was helpful for you. Don't forget, if you enjoy this podcast, to leave me a five-star review so that it reaches more people, Um, because one of my biggest goals in 2021 is to really get financial education specifically for young women out there in an easy and accessible way. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a review. It would mean the world to me and I will catch you in the next episode.